Hi, this is Adina here with today's episode of Wonder Your Way to Brilliant, podcast show of Courage to Be Curious. As you know, we are talking about the yamas and the niyamas all year this year, yoga's ethical principles for practice and life. And we have already completed the yamas and we are now completing the month of the first niyama, which is the principle principles that really have us look deeply at ourselves. So the yamas, remember, were principles that help us to relate to other people in the outer world. And the niyamas really help us to explore that relationship with ourselves. And the first niyama we've been talking about is saucha. And last week, if you didn't have the opportunity to tune in, you want to go back and do that because I spoke with um, a teacher of mine, Arjuna, who I met at the Shivananda Ashram and Yoga Ranch in the Catskill Mountains in New York who absolutely gave beautiful teaching on Selcha, on purity, and really helping us to understand what this is and how to think about it in the context of our lives. And so if you didn't catch that, go back and catch that from last week. And I'm also almost in a conundrum this week because I have so much still I have left to um, want to talk about in terms of purity and had to make a choice here um, for this week. Let's see, maybe I'll squeeze some other things in at the end just to um, kind of bring a whole bunch of concepts around Salcha together. But the focus of today's podcast is really about being pure with ourselves. And as Deborah Adele says in the book that we've been following here, She says, she writes, perhaps the most difficult place to practice purity is with ourselves. To be honest, how many expectations and illusions do we impose on ourselves? She writes, I'm amazed when I read old journals, journals that she had written, and find them filled with all the things I do to improve myself. And when I listen to others talk, I know I'm not the only one who is hoping to make myself into a picture-perfect version of me. Rather than planning ourselves, what if we practiced unplanning ourselves? Instead of striving to become someone lovable, what if we loved ourselves fiercely as we are? Instead of managing ourselves, what if we loosened the reins? The question remains for each of us to answer. Can you be pure with yourself in each moment? Or in the words of Anthony DeMello, can you leave yourself alone? So what a powerful idea, right? Because the whole domain and world of self-improvement is about how do we make ourselves better? How do we improve upon ourselves? How do we become the, you know, all these things, you know, that we feel like we need to be. And I just want to take on this concept of self-improvement, because I I could be a self-proclaimed self-improvement junkie as well, um, and want to see if there is a differentiation between doing the work that is work to love oneself versus self-improvement, which is really a pursuit of a certain kind of external approval that really is not about the self-love. So are we improving our bodies so that we can fit into clothes and look a certain way out there or that so someone else will love us? 
Or are we caring well for our bodies because it's truly the sacred vessel that holds the most precious thing, which is our soul and our spirit? Are we improving you know, the way that we speak and the words that we use so that you know, we will sound better to others? Or are we really focused on the language that we use and the words that we utter because making certain choices purifies us from the inside? Are we going to school perhaps or learning something new because, you know, oh, well, this, this will be the thing that finally gains me credibility. This will be the thing that finally makes someone believe in me. This will be the thing that finally gets me the job. Or are we going to school and pursuing learning and knowledge because it enhances an expression of ourselves, because it brings us into even closer connection with ourselves? So I raise this because it puts this lens like I'm certainly not, <laughs> I don't think Deborah Adele or I would be advocating that we don't seek these things that enhance ourselves, that enhance our relationship with ourselves, that make us feel more connected to ourselves, that make us actually feel more pure or more whole and more freely able to love ourselves, but to really pay attention as to where these pursuits are coming from. Are they coming from this internal place or are they externally driven or striving to be perfect in the image of a world out there that we think has an idea of what perfection means for us. So in this concept of being pure with ourselves, you know, what would it mean to be in this kind of pure relationship with ourselves, to do the things that we do that enhance ourselves because it brings us into a deeper place of love and union and connection with the us inside. With sometimes we visualize it as a little flame, as our soul, as our spirit inside. And that's what I would suggest is what Deborah Adele and this Niyama of Salcha is really inviting us to do. To do that, it means being able to be in honest contact with ourselves in any given moment. And one of the teachings of Arjuna, the, the teacher that I had on last week, and I think is an important concept in yoga, is that oftentimes we ask ourselves, well, why do we get into these poses? Like, why do we bend this way? And why do we put our knees this way? And all those kinds of things. And an idea that was newer to me, though it's certainly not new to yoga, is that what Arjuna would say is that we put ourselves in these positions so that we can look at ourselves from different vantage points. Can we be in a forward bend and look at the innermost parts of ourselves and be present with that? And can we do a back bend and allow our chest to be fully open and to be comfortable with that and to be able to be in that space? Can we be in these various positions, both on the mat and out in the world, and look at ourselves and be with who we are and where we are and seek understanding of ourselves from any different vantage point of our lives. And, you know, it's like, what a powerful concept, right? You know, and sometimes we have difficulty in some of the poses 
we can have difficulty for a whole variety of reasons. But if we place this lens on it, we can ask ourselves like, if we have difficulty really opening into a backbend, are we nervous about having our chests and our hearts so broadly and widely open into the world? Or if we have trouble forward bending over or we're uncomfortable in that, you know, are there parts of ourselves that we're not totally comfortable looking at? And so the sense of purity is can we move toward, can we take steps towards being in this relationship with ourselves, being pure and honest and true with ourselves? One of the places where we can struggle a lot with being pure with ourselves, being honest with ourselves, and being totally present with ourselves is in relationships to a relationship to our feelings. And I recently had a client ask me a really wonderful question. And she asked me, well, when I'm feeling something, you know, I had taught and worked with her around the skill of reframing. How do you take something that might feel like a negative and how do you see that from another vantage point, it might actually be a positive or have some positive aspects to it? And she said, sometimes in the feeling space, the reframing just doesn't work. And it, what do you do then? Or should you always be reframing? And it was a really wonderful question. And my sense is that the answer is no, we shouldn't always be reframing that there's this sense of when we're with ourselves, is this a moment to reframe and to say, okay, you know, I'm in a negative thought or I'm in a downward spiraling thought and another one would be a better alternative right now. And then sometimes there are times to be with the feeling. So feelings, like thoughts are different than feelings. I think a thought is, ref is reframable and good to reframe but a feeling is something to learn to be with. So if we're feeling lonely, if we're feeling sad, even if we're feeling resentment or shame or frustration or anger, that a feeling is something to be with so that we can understand that feeling in ourselves. Feelings, I like to say, are signaling systems in the body so we can you know, understand what the signal is telling us. But also... Can we accept, like to be pure, really pure with ourselves and honest and true with ourselves, it's to accept that we, we, are our, we have these feelings and the feelings are a part of us and we don't need them to go away. We need to learn how to be with them. And can we be with sadness? Can we be with the feeling and experience of sadness and let it ride through and let it inform us, let it pass through us? And then, you know, we know that sadness then typically goes away. Or can we allow an anger and frustration not to have to like, you know, I've got to get rid of this or then to go and act out on it in a big way. But can I be with the feeling of feeling angry or upset about something and experience that feeling, allow it, the part of me that is experiencing that at the moment to be, to be true and honest with it allow it and then also notice as it transforms over time or transforms as we breathe and things like that. So to be pure doesn't mean that everything feels good in every moment. It doesn't mean that we are, you know, like in spiritual bliss in every second, but it does mean to be able to be in an honest relationship with ourselves, which means all the aspects of ourselves, you know, the shape that we are, the feelings that we have, the past that we've lived, the, you know, the moment that we're in, that the purity is to be able to be in all of that, 
to know that all of that is us and we are experiencing our, we're experiencing all of it and we can be with it. And then when we can, and we can know that it won't consume us and it won't throw us off the rails, that then this is Saucha, right? This is a, a kind of Saucha. So this is, you know, this is the teaching about can we be pure with ourselves? And just to kind of bring a punctuation to this from this one kind of accentuated quote from Deborah Dell, being pure with ourselves means that we are not afraid of our thoughts or our feelings, and we do not have to hide anything from ourselves. Being pure with ourselves means we are not afraid of our thoughts or our feelings, and we do not have to hide anything from ourselves. So an invitation to really breathe in this idea of what that would mean for you in your life right now. And if it's not a practice that you have to sit with a feeling, if your typical norm as you know it is for most of us is to when we're feeling badly to try to distract ourselves. Oh, I feel sad, I feel lonely, let me turn on a TV show. I feel sad or lonely or angry and I eat or I call a friend or I get busy and do laundry or you know, I go out and I you know, play basketball or something like that. So while, so while there's nothing wrong with sometimes distracting ourselves, there is something very powerful about being able to be with ourselves in any state that we are. And it's purifying, it's cleansing, and it brings about a tremendous amount of confidence in oneself, our ability to navigate in the world, and to also, you know, feel pure and in love with ourselves. So I invite you over the course of this week and next week to accept the invitation that if you have a moment of feeling something, and especially if that feeling doesn't feel particularly good, that to perhaps take a different, try a different strategy this time than last time. Can you be with the feeling? Can you look at yourself in the feeling and just notice the feeling come in? Notice your body's response to it. Notice your emotional reaction that comes with that feeling and just be with it and allow it and then allow it to come in, allow it to transform, allow it to continue to move through and just see what happens. And see if it doesn't feel like a kind of purification to have the feeling come in, to be with it, and then also to watch as it moves through if it's not like a purification and cleansing process of its own. So that is, I, I think, our final word on Salcha for this month. I won't go into other ideas because I want to leave this one purely. And um, we will be back in August with our next Niyama and if you are not signed up for our newsletter, usually the month begins with a newsletter that um, introduces something that I've been thinking about as well as the next Niyama. So if you are not on our newsletter list, you can go to couragetobecurious.com and in the bottom third, sign up for the newsletter. And if you are just tuned into the podcast, we will be back in a couple of weeks as we explore the next Niyama of Santosha. Thanks for listening.